This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. One year ago on Saturday, a ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline forced the company to shut down a critical national fuel line causing panic over a potential gas shortage. Since then, what's happened? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss the state of ransomware is CNET security reporter Bree Fowler. Welcome, Bree. Thanks for having me. So just to refresh our memories, because it has been a year, what happened to Colonial Pipeline? Well, basically, uh, members of a ransomware gang, cyber criminals, were able to you know, get a virus uploaded into colonial systems. Uh, What they attacked was the billing system. So while colonial, in theory, could run its operations, it actually couldn't charge money for them or keep track of what it was selling. So it had to shut down operations for about five days. Yeah, and what what happened? Like I I vaguely remember the aftermath. I remember seeing the coverage of of lines at gas stations. But just to kind of make sure my memory is correct and event, just what happened in those following days? Well, Colonial paid millions of dollars, uh, the equivalent in Bitcoin, to get its systems unlocked. But, you know, these this isn't an instantaneous process. You have to do backups. You have to, you know, get everything in order. You have to make sure that there isn't still some malware lurking. So, you know, it, it wasn't like they just turned a key and unlocked it. So they were shut down for about five days. And, you know, just the news coverage and the perception uh, was enough to send people running to gas pumps up and down the East Coast. And gas prices spiked for for quite some time, actually. Yeah, I I remember seeing imagery or news coverage of people with literally bags of (laughs) gas. Like it was it got kind of insane. Uh, I know, f- uh, I know, like the government and and other authorities tried to reassure folks, but but clearly, that was a attack that hit close to home. I, I'm curious because in the context of it, it's, I think that's for a lot of folks who aren't in the security field. That was sort of the first time they'd even heard of ransomware attacks. But like that one, that one really kind of caused people to wake up and understand what this threat is, right? Exactly. You know, um, I don't get calls from my mom about ransomware attacks very often, but I did with this one. And, you know, people people panic when they think that they can't get a hold of things. I mean, we all saw that with toilet paper during during the pandemic. Um, Even if there's not a shortage, even if there is no danger, people are just so worried about the possibility that, you know, they they start panic buying. Yeah. And it's, it's been a year since that attack, I know there were a, a number of others as well, but I'm curious if in that year anything has changed. Well, we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of saber rattling, a lot of um, you know what what could be constituted as theater, but then also you know concrete steps to try and and tame this problem. Um, you know when people freak out. Uh, Politicians have to react. And, you know, there was a call from President Biden to Vladimir Putin. Um, I don't know how much good that actually did. (laughs) They're not exactly best buddies. But, you know, uh, 
there there were talks and you know the white house hosted this big international summit to work with other countries to combat this problem because while a lot of ransomware does target the US and US critical infrastructure and US companies um you know especially EU countries they also feel the same kind of pain that we do and so there's a lot that that countries can do to work together to to fight this problem and talk a little bit about the the current state of ransomware in terms of the risk level like are we at a higher risk or are some of the steps in the the saber rattling in the meetings has that made a difference well there have been arrests um police law enforcement in europe they managed to arrest some of the people that allegedly had ties to the ransomware gang that was behind behind colonial pipeline or at least connected to it um even russia arrested a few people which was kind of surprising it's really hard to assess risk level because so much with ransomware goes unreported still. Uh, a, cu- a couple cybersecurity companies, they, they've put out surveys and numbers showing that there was a big jump in reported ransomware attacks and instances last year. But it's it's really hard to quantify because unless companies have to make an insurance claim or they are required to report these things because of compliance issues, or if like Colonial, it it comes out in the media because of shortages and and craziness, you don't necessarily know that a company has been ransomed. Yeah, and that's a good point. Is there any kind of data on how many of these attacks are actually happening? It's really hard to tell. And, And just because a company is attacked doesn't mean that the cyber criminals were successful. Um, Companies fight off ransomware attacks all the time, you know, and a lot of the ransomware attacks, even Colonial Pipeline, if they had good cyber hygiene, good best practices in place, and, and importantly, people to enforce those practices and staff their IT departments, a lot of this just wouldn't happen. So, you know, it's an ongoing battle. And this is one of the the instances that shows how, you know, the cybersecurity skills gap and the lack of qualified professionals is hurting companies all over the world. Absolutely. Uh, And in terms of the government, like, have they taken any steps to combat this? Uh, Various federal agencies have put in place new regulations um, when it comes to reporting, when it comes to best practices. Um, You know, people in cybersecurity, they they debate as to whether these are actually helpful. But, um, you know, it it shows that things are being done. Congress did pass a law that that changed the reporting requirements, making it that more companies, um, more entities, especially if you're dealing with critical infrastructure, have to report instances of ransomware within a few days. So, you know, we're getting more data and more visibility as a result, but, you know, whether companies are better defended and, you know, really do, really doing what they need to do um, is really hard to tell. And one aspect of your story that I found was interesting is that companies are actually starting to take insurance policies against this, which actually might make the problem worse. So talk a little bit about that and, and what's going on there. Cybersecurity insurance became a thing um, several years back. Companies started buying buying it. At the time, there was a lot of criticism because the payout rates, because there wasn't um, a precedent as to, you know, what constituted 
something that could be covered. Um, they just it really wasn't there. So companies, insurance companies weren't really paying out. But that's changed as they've gotten more data. They've got a better idea what to charge for premiums and what to pay out. But the thing is, these cyber criminals know what companies are insured. They know how much money they can get. And they know that, you know, the company is just going to cash in that policy if they have to. So, you know, they know who to attack and they know how much money to ask for. And the... Obviously, I can't not talk about the war in Ukraine that's still going on. That's led to a proliferation of cyber attacks. I'm curious if that increases the risk of ransomware or if that's totally separate from what's going on. Well, with Russia, everything's connected. Um, A lot of these ransomware gangs have pledged their loyalty uh, a lot of the time to Russia, although some um, there's a lot of uh, ransomware criminals um, that are in Ukraine as well, and they've they've stuck with Ukraine. So you know we were kind of thinking that there might be the cyber warfare between you know the the two sides of the ransomware gangs, but you know we haven't really seen any huge disastrous cyber attacks yet. Um, there was also thought that you know, Russia might launch its own kinds of cyber attack. Now, whether that's ransomware or something else, um, I guess that's up to them. But um, those things haven't really happened yet. What a lot of cybersecurity professionals are worried about right now is that there are cyber attacks going on more for intelligence um, purposes, meaning that Russia... Uh, the GRU or, you know, some of these ransomware gangs might have infiltrated uh, computer systems for not just Ukraine, but, you know, critical infrastructure all over the world, including in the U.S. or U.S. companies. And they're just lying in wait, you know, waiting for that opportunity to strike. Yeah, I guess just lastly, we've talked a lot about ransomware victims tend to be these larger targets, infrastructure, large companies that can pay these ransoms. I'm curious if individuals still face the risk of ransomware. A lot of that has kind of gone away because, um, you know, the ransomware criminals that are still around have focused on bigger targets. Uh, that said, you know, they're they're looking more towards mid-sized companies because, you know, they those companies may not have the assets of a large investment bank, but they also don't have the defenses. And that makes them very enticing targets. Uh, you know, at the same time, you know, we still have that kind of garbage malware ransomware floating around the Internet, uh, which may not actually have any criminals behind it. If you're still running a PC with XP <laughs> or, you know, something like that, you you may accidentally get this stuff. So, you know, just like with any other kind of cyber risk, update your operating systems. If your computer is so old, or your operating system is so old that you can't do that, it's time to toss it and get a new one. Because uh, you're really, you're putting your personal data at risk if you don't, protect yourself. That is excellent advice, Bree. Thank you for your time. You can check out her story on CNET.com. If any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.